0: Welcome to The Wedding Sassholes, your No BS Wedding Business Podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is maximizing
1: your slow season. In this episode, you'll learn how to update your packages
0: and what to add into them based upon what your clients are looking for.
1: We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Nickrom. And welcome to The Shit Show.
0: Episode 31. Of the Wedding Sassholes. Oh, I am very excited about today's topic because I think that it's one that I had to learn the hard way. I'm going to call this a common screw up in my world of like, I made a lot of mistakes when it came to packages and when to update them. And so I'm excited to share all my F-ups so you don't have to follow that.
1: Learn from our mistakes. I think I mainly only do packages now, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and not everybody sells in the world of packages, maybe the way that I did at the venue or, you know, you do when it comes to cakes. But I do think that there's something to be said for um, having that opportunity to make it really easy for people to buy. It's the more things you can put together and, You know, you make it really easy for people. The faster, the less of the decision fatigue, you know, what's it called? Analysis paralysis. They don't have to analyze things anymore.
1: No, if they can just look at it and it has everything that they want or you have a couple of bonus things in there, they're more likely to purchase it. Think of it like when you purchase a car. If they just say it's fully loaded, and it has everything that you want, great. If they're like, do you want to add on this and add on that and add on this feature and add on that feature? Right. It's too too much. It's overwhelming.
0: Well, you start also evaluating the dollars in a way that Mm -hmm. maybe you weren't evaluating before because it was all in the package. You didn't look at them as individuals. Correct. That is correct. And we've, I mean, I'm not sure if we've gone deep into detail in, all, in terms of all-inclusive packages, but it is a hot topic in the world of couples planning their wedding. They're leaning towards venues that offer that higher, deeper level of service in terms of all-inclusives because then they can get them done, you know, it, they don't have to look at as many things and do as much research.
1: They don't have to look at as many things. This is a big discussion when people come in for their tastings and we are part of the all-inclusive package. They always say how nice it is because they don't have to vet vendors. They don't have to go searching for good people. Mm -hmm. It's already there. They just have to make a decision between three different people in that one category, three different people in that one. It makes the wedding planning easy. And then also it also helps if there's a planner already included because then they don't have to figure out that aspect as well. So my couples do say all the time how much they love the venues that have the all-inclusives because they feel like it's just, it takes a huge weight off their shoulder and it includes all the important details.
0: And that's where that conversation of packages comes in. But I would like to say if you're a venue and you listen to this podcast and you're always looking for me to lead you down the right path, while I am a fan of making changes to packages and all of the things in your slow season. If you are not south of the Mason Dixon and your slow season is not summer like it is here, I actually think for venues the most important time for you to start evaluating and looking at your packages is instead of slow season, I want to be really specific and I think it is by the end of September. I think that late September, first week in October, as a venue, you need to be reevaluating pricing in regards to engagement season coming. And while I do think it's a great time, you know, obviously as a company, you can evaluate it whenever you want. You can change it multiple times, but we're going to talk a little bit about the steps to evaluate and then where you have to change it and all the things, an update you have to make after the fact, which is why slow season is ideal. But in the world of venue, you have a different time frame of the heaviest time of booking. And so I do think that if you're a venue, you get a little secret tip on the front side of this too. And everybody can use this tip just in a different time frame, but put it on your calendar to work backwards of when do you need them to be done by? When do you need them to be finished and updated? As a venue, I suggest them being complete by December 1st, because that is when all of a sudden these holiday engagements and leads are going to start coming in. It also buys you time in case you're running a little bit behind, but have December 1st be your done date, meaning printed, completed, graphic designed items in hand, which is why I'm saying you need to start looking at them in September, because it can take a few months as a venue, especially if you have food and beverage, you need chefs, and there's so many freaking hands in the pot sometime. So let's dive into, but if you're a small business, downtime is the perfect time because of the things we're going to teach you today. So same rules apply. As to the what, it's just the timing, I think might be a little bit different when it comes to venues. Hmm.
1: Number one thing that I would suggest to determine how to change your packages or to make a package is what do your future clients need? I want you to ask yourself, what are people consistently asking for? Or if you have separated services and no packages, what are they consistently combining to create their own package that you see as a trend that they're taking this and this that you already offer as services and they're automatically combining them over and over and over again, that should tell you this should be a package. If they're constantly combining things,
0: that should be a package together. Yeah. And I I think when you're evaluating packages is a good time to look at trending forward, looking, starting to do some research into maybe what are they doing, you know, wherever your market is, unless you're in New York City or Los Angeles, we're a little bit behind those big old cities. So start doing some research into BizBash and some of the other more progressive. Vanessa had mentioned this in last week's episode, looking at Europe and Australia, maybe some other countries and getting inspired. And in how do you trend forward? What is something that you you can include outside of what your clients are already asking for, but what is something that you can include that maybe no one else is including in terms of packages?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, that's how we did ours.
0: Yeah, right. You because want to do I, something I, different, yeah, set follow, yourself apart. Uh huh. I follow
1: accounts like Shannon said in New York and Los Angeles. They are a little bit ahead on trends for the rest mm-hmm. of the country. So I do follow accounts from those different places. I also follow accounts from Europe and Australia because they are also ahead of the trends. They usually yeah. are the trend setters. and then New York and Los Angeles pick up those trends. So if you look ahead, you can be one of the first in your market to incorporate those things. And then it sets you as a standard. So then yeah, you're but- the standard.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll never forget. This makes me sound a little old, but I'll say it anyways. I'll never forget when Seasons 52, which is a restaurant owned by Darden, came out with those little dessert shooters and no one had ever seen them before. Like Mm -hmm. it was the first place that had them. No catering company was making like didn't freaking exist. And so all of a sudden, you know, I was like, oh my God, these are freaking genius. We could make this chef. We could make these. This is so easy. And he's like, I don't know. Nobody wants those blah, blah, blah. And now they're freaking everywhere. Right. So What can you offer at the time? Yeah, I had been to seasons 52 and I had eaten them, but I want you to think too, what's trending ahead. If you're in the world of photo and video, especially with video, hello, TikTok videos. Like they all want social media content. So if you've never thought about bringing along an extra person even for a few hours or having somebody cut a social media video. Think through your future client. You are selling to the person 12 months from now, eight months, six months. So think forward. Hmm.
1: Yeah, please don't think of the here and now because that's going to be outdated in six months to a year. Yeah. When you're looking at these different packages, you do need to keep in mind the pricing and the costs that are going to be affected. I mean, we all know about inflation, but if you are adding on extra services, maybe it doesn't cost you much in products, but if you're adding on extra services that it costs you more in labor, you need to account for that. So big thing for me, especially because we do a lot of product and service is to look at the packages, add on the things that people are consistently asking for or switching out and then make sure that we review the costs and change it accordingly. Don't don't go offering the services until you've changed the cost, please, by all means. My yeah, because this. you've got
0: to figure out if the pricing is going to be the same or you know, you got to make sure your profit is staying in the same boat. So you want to make sure you're staying in line with what your profit goals are. But if the costs have to adjust accordingly, that's really important for you to think about, figure out all of those things. So, um, but if you have hard costs or time costs or you know, you have brought on additional staff members, maybe your operational costs have changed and shifted. So um, this is a good time to really, I love you small business owners, but sometimes we start talking cost and profit. And I'm like, what's your cost? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, what's your percentage of profit? Like what's your operating cost versus your marketing cost versus, and they were like, oh, I don't, well. How much does it cost you to do this? Right. Absolutely. So like that is important data for you to know um, in advance. But with all of that being said, I think you want to review those costs, the profit, all of those pieces, but you damn sure have to know your market because- you could recost everything and do all the research Vanessa's talking about and be like, this is what I need to be profitable. But you maybe just put yourself into the luxury category and you didn't know it. So if before you were priced middle of the road, average along the lines of what, you know, everybody was charging. And now all of a sudden, you've figured out your new cost, you've hired more staff, maybe you've taken on a new studio space, maybe you decided to move out of your home and move into an office, and your costs have gone way up because of the choices you've made. But damn Skippy, now all of a sudden, all of these, all of those costs, you are now outpriced yourself. And so if they're comparing you up against others, you could have a really hard time.
1: Or if you had your sweet spot before and now you're in that next tier level and you don't have the reputation for that next tier level yet because you're new to it, that's going to cost you in the long run. Yeah,
0: so do your research, right? Learn what the average cost is. If you're not sure and in- Oh, we talked about this last week. Go back <laughs> to the episode. If people don't put pricing on your website, ask other people in the industry, ask the venues, ask the planners, ask your other frienders. Hey, what's the average rate? People are always shocked when they ask me, well, what's the average rate for photography in Central Florida? And I answer it, and they're like, oh, that's there's no way. It's way higher than that. And I'm like, no, it's not. There's a lot of people on the lower range that like, you know, that you you maybe just don't know them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, I think that information is really important. But
1: going into the cost of things in the lower ranges, you should have a good, better, and best price points. I agree. It's it's like a must. Yeah, you have to. So there is a planner that's a friend of mine that she has a base package that is cheap as can be. And that is her good. But she knows that when she gets the client in, and tells them all the extra things that you can do for better, she automatically sells them on the better. The good gets them through the door, but the better and the best, once she starts going through the whys of why it's better, they start seeing more value in it. And they at least they had a price point to start with. You got the good. That's where they started. They got them through the door. They were comfortable with that pricing. But then once you start adding value to the extras and to your packages and showing them why a package makes more sense than an all in automatically sold. You should have a good, better it shouldn't just be. It shouldn't just be one flat rate. I don't think that that should be for anything.
0: No, I think, and I think what happens is what I see very often in wedding and event professionals is they create the better and the best. And the better is the package that they sell the most often. It's their most popular package. And then they create the best. And the best is the better, plus a bunch of bells and whistles, and maybe the value is even better there. The challenge is if someone maybe was referred to you or they find you on Instagram or through Google or whatever, and they get to you and they really don't have the knowledge of what your category costs. And they see that better package and they're sticker shock. Even if your good package is only available Monday through Thursday, or it's, you know, in the off season, you know, maybe it's not, it's not even available on Prime Saturday. That's fine. Protect your, protect your revenue. All, I'm all for that. But, you know, when I worked in catering, we had a brunch package. I mean, we maybe did five brunches a year, but the brunch package was less than half the price of all of the dinner packages. And so if someone came in and they loved us and they wanted to use our food and they were obsessed and, you know, we had done a good job marketing and they got referred by a bunch of people and they couldn't afford our dinner packages, by having that brunch available, it opened the door to a clientele. Like you said that, you know, sometimes they would upgrade it almost to the cost of a dinner um, by adding on fancy linens or doing a cool bar package and mimosas and Bloody Marys and stuff like that and action stations and omelets and stuff. But they never would have called us if we only had better invest. So I think Mm -hmm. you're missing out on... And if you only have one package, you're definitely screwing yourself because there are people who want all the fucking things. They want all the things. They want the package with all the things. They find you, they meet you, they fall in love and they're like, what's the best you got? Yeah. I want everything that you offer. Yeah. So the good, better, best is an interesting philosophy. That I think um, if you haven't decided on a pricing philosophy, it's a really strong one and works very well in the wedding industry. Mm-hmm.
1: I concur with you. I think it would also be fun to give your packages fun little names. Yeah. It's can't like, just be one, just, two, and three. Yeah, That's don't lame. just say like tier one, tier two, tier three. And definitely please do not put good, better, best. Do
0: not put that on your website. No, <laughs> I also need you. I need I need two things I never want to see again. <laughs> Silver, gold, platinum. Oh God. It's gotta go. I also don't ever want to see um sapphire emerald diamond um, ruby I don't, I don't ruby i don't want to see the stones so i think you need to think about who's your brand what do you do what's your damn what's your vibe have some fun with it um you know it can be i don't know just think around your brand and have a good time with it if it's if if you're a florist maybe your most expensive package is the peony and peonies yeah. are fucking fortune. Teach them. You know, maybe it's the, you know, oh, the daisy. The, the daisy. It's ranunculus, you special kid.
1: Ranunculus? It's that ranunculus?
0: Is, do not edit this out. <laughs> our audio idea. It is ranunculus, not ranunculus.
1: No, I said ranuncules and I say anemones. Is it not anemone? It is enemy. It Am is anemone. An <laughs>
0: Oh, I love it. Don't, don't call it the ranunculo. Don't call it that. (laughs) Don't call it that. But, but yeah, get creative. Think what's the good, better, best in your world and of something that you can do that, you know, if you're a golf club, maybe you name them after like, you know, par birdie bogey, blah, 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 like whatever, but like have a good time with it. Give it a fun name. I think also internally, it's much easier for your team to know that it's the it's you know it's the it's the peony package. I almost said it just in Buster your balls, um, but it's the peony package. So we know we've learned internally what's in the peony package. I think it also helps operationally, but it's way more fun from a marketing standpoint too.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a couple of venues that we're part of the all inclusive package, and they have fun names for each package that they offer. It doesn't change our end because the cake doesn't change. But it does include additional items from the venue itself. So all the vendors, we stay the same in the package. It's whatever the venue is adding on as like extra table linens or extra tables or whatever. So it's really cute when you get the email from the client that's like, oh, we got the rosé package. And you're like, oh, that's cute. Like they think it's more for you, but it's the same for us. But it's cute because it has different names. So you know what tier they're on without it saying
0: tier one, tier two, tier three. Yeah, you also know how much freaking money they have. Booyah, like... Well, I can upsell you. Thank you so much for letting me know. Well, and if you've got names on them, then when they're filling out your contact form, you can say, is there a specific package you're interested in? Mm -hmm. Just make sure that one of them says, I'm not sure. Or like, I need help figuring it out. Something like that.
1: Yeah, ours says, um, suggestions, open to suggestions. I
0: think that's it. You know, if you're not sure what to put in the packages, I think this is like a really common one. I we talk about this a lot in terms of crowdsourcing information, not only from your previous clients, um, from friends in the industry, friends in your personal life, but I think it's important to ask around because, you know, maybe in the world of DJ, maybe I'm like, oh man, every single bride is asking me, you know, when I talk to them in the DMs and whatever, they're saying like, which ones have the the cold sparks, the spark, spark boxes, whatever the hell you guys want to call them this week, cold sparks, spark boxes, fireworks in a box, whatever. But if they're, if that is like the hot ask of the year, then maybe that's something that you're like, Well, yeah, we have those, but you didn't think about building it into your best package. It's always been an enhancement or an upgrade, but you want the stuff that they really want or, and just really start paying attention all year long to what are the clients asking you for? If Vanessa's in a tasting and they're like, well, do you have an Octagon cake stand? And you have an Octagon cake. And if the fourth time someone asks her for an Octagon cake, ah, buy one and put it in the package. Like, yeah, we started offering, um,
1: we started offering favor boxes because when they would order dessert bars, they would say, well, we don't really want to order favors. We're already ordering desserts. And I, that's when we started offering, well, we can always make customized favor boxes to put at the end of the dessert bar tables. It is part, it's not part of the package, but it's an additional. And then they started ordering those. Um, cake rents, you know, stand rentals, any type of rentals or extra service that they're consistently asking for. Or here's another thing. If you have a package but you're consistently getting clients that ask to switch out one or two things. Yeah, your package isn't some, built right. Your package is not built right. So yes. pay attention to that. If you have a package that has, I don't know, like the sparks that you're talking about, but people are consistently asking to switch that out for more uplighting, you should revisit that and switch it out for the uplighting. You can add additional charges, but they're consistently asking for that to be switched out. Then that doesn't need to be in the package anymore. If it's, if it's consistent, then people don't want it anymore. So that's another thing of looking at those trends and seeing what people are asking for and adjusting accordingly.
0: You've done all this work. You figured out what needs to go into them. So now let's talk about, we check those boxes, right? We've given them fun names. We know what's in them. We've done the math to make sure that they're profitable and that they were going to make money and the price point is right. Now, what's all, let's start running through some of the things you have to do. You need a market that you've changed your packages. Yes.
1: I mean, you can change your packages all day, but if nobody knows that you've done it.
0: Yeah, so let me give you a secret tip. If you know a package change is coming, this is an amazing time to clear out the leads. So something we used to do when I worked at the venue was I knew that on December 1, all my pricing was changing. And sometimes it wasn't even the prices were increasing, but it was what was included in the package was no longer some things were out, some new things were in, chef changed the menu, like Mm -hmm. whatever. So if you were like obsessed and had to have spring rolls and they were in the package and now they're not in the new one, whatever that is. So You want to give yourself a 30-day window of closing the leads. So reaching out to any outstanding estimates, tours, meetings you've done, people you've sent the pricing to and say, hey there, you know, it's that time of year where we do a package refresh. You know, our prices are going to change. The inclusions are changing you know, all for the better, just listening to our clientele of what they want. But if you wanted to lock in your current blah, 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 whatever, either get your tasting in, come in, whatever that looks like, it's an amazing sales tool that I don't think most people, when they're making all those package changes, they take the time to stop and say, let's for 30 minutes, 30 days before we launch them, let's close some damn business. Mm -hmm. But like hard and fast, give it a date.
1: Yeah, well, just like when you send out an estimate, it has a hard, this expires on this day. This is when it will become voided. I mean, yes, thing, but, but we, that doesn't always work but, in the venue world. But I'm saying with with the new packages, do the same things. So yes. let them know when this changes. This is the date that it will be officially changing. So this mm-hmm. will no longer be part of this. Give them a hard date. Don't just say, hey, we're going to be changing this in the upcoming months. Like give them a set date so that yep. they have to make a decision. They have to shit or get off the pot. They have to make a decision.
0: Yeah. And there's no, don't, not fucking 12 hours over. If you say it's the on the last day of the month, it's the last day of the month. If they email you the next day, it's a no. Here's the new pricing. They had all that time, all that notice. If you properly planned your new package launch, and I think that's how you want to look at it. I need you to look at it like you are relaunching a whole new thing and what would go into that. So if you're making yourself this checklist, a like new package launch checklist, let's, you know, run through. Okay, so we've got to tell people about it. We got to do some sales, some little sales things leading up to it. What else do you have to do, Vanessa?
1: I would let any of your preferred vendors that you work with on a consistency, or if you're a vendor and you work with a venue regularly, let them know that you would also be updating those packages, especially if you have um, marketing material at their locations. If you consistently work with a florist, DJ planner, you know, and you have marketing material at their locations, let them know that you're going to be updating the packages and you'll be dropping off new material and taking away the old material. Same with the venues. You need to make sure that they are of the understanding that these packages that you once had are now changing to something else so that they're not giving out the old material and that they can also inform the clients about the new upcoming things that you're offering. Because some of the venues, not all of them do this, but some of them give out a USB drive to the clients with your information in it to the client. So they need to update that before they hand it out to another person.
0: Yep. Yeah, I think that that's really key. I also think it's important for you to go over what the changes are in that email or whether you do it in, you know, a few bulleted as to what the differences are because sometimes maybe they don't give out your marketing materials and it's just verbal saying like, oh yeah, their five-hour DJ package is $1,500 or whatever. And now you've made it $1,650. Like teach them and educate them what's changed, what's different. That's really key reaching out to the vendors. But you I- touched, go ahead.
1: Also, if you're telling them the new benefits of the new packages, they might have somebody that comes in and does a tour or a client that comes in and mentions something that they're looking for and it jogs their memory of, oh, they actually just told me that they're going to start offering this. Here's their information. Yeah. So if you're telling them the new upgrades and the new highlighted things that you're going to be offering in the packages, it can also help you sell because it'll tell the other vendors when they hear it from the clients, they can tell them directly to to
0: contact you. I think you touched on it a little bit. And one of them is print marketing materials. If you mm-hmm. have, if you do open houses, wedding shows, we've covered podcast episodes on this. You can go back and listen to them. But if you do some of those things and you print in mass bulk and you haven't gotten rid of them, this is important things to keep in mind when you're doing your printing each year, like how much you print when you print it. Um, look and see how much of it you're throwing away. Cause maybe you are overdoing it at certain times instead of doing shorter print runs. But, um, now is the time. Like if you email out in your CRM, if you do print things, any single place, like my CRM, all of those packages have to be loaded in. So you need to go into your CRM and look at, so we talked about, I did a quick check through update any print stuff, but let's go into your CRM. They're in the packages. They might be in any of your email templates. Some of that pricing might be in there. You might have forms that you're sending out or um, like, proposals or estimates and whatever, and all of that information is preloaded, you got to go in. This is why you need that 30-day launch. You can't just finish them and put them out. You yeah. got to make sure that you've checked every box everywhere.
1: They're on And they, make sure they've been changed on all the platforms. Because I know, like you said, I have a couple of email templates that it'll say, please see the attached menu. If I haven't switched out that menu with the updated one, yep. and I send that out to someone, they're going to call me out on it and say, hey, um, you said it was this much, but this attachment that you just sent me is $200 cheaper. WTF. <laughs> I yeah. guess that's on me. That's on me. I need to take that and just eat crow and basically give them the cheaper price because that's what I sent them. But you need to make sure all of your templates, all of your websites, all of your social media, anywhere that that is listed, that package needs to be updated. So that is a great point that I didn't think to, to mention yeah but, but let's make a checklist easy.
0: right if we're talking about doing this pretty consistently whether it's once a year or twice a year i know in the world of hard goods like baking and not so much service-based but baking and floral and things like that we've and had catering. to make a lot of change. catering we've had mm-hmm. to make a lot of changes maybe multiple times a year because food costs are changing quickly um mm-hmm. but so let's make sure you make yourself a checklist of like package update where's all the places that i need to do talk about it maybe Maybe in your Instagram bio, it says starting at, or maybe you have a pricing and packages page on your website. You've got to go through and touch all of the different places that you, if you're paying for online directories, there's a chance mm-hmm. that you're listing on national directories like the Knot and Wedding Wire. Maybe there's a link to your packages, or maybe it is a starting point price. Like anywhere you're spending money marketing, you got to go in and make sure that. Um, even like I like to use the saved replies in Instagram. What if you have one on pricing? You got to make sure you update it everywhere. But let's make ourselves a checklist of the changes we're making, so that in the future you just have to go back to the list. Because mm-hmm. you might find something like three months later and be like, "Oh shit, I missed that spot."
1: Yeah, especially the online directories that you don't necessarily look at on every single date. Yeah, yep. Like the Wedding Wire, the Knots, the Zola's, the Just Married, like whatever they're called. Yeah. Uh, after that, I don't really pay attention to the rest of them because I don't use them. But but if you have, if you have any type, so they ask for your services and where your pricing starts, and then you can put an attachment on there. So if you have those things listed, and then you give an estimate, or you send them the yeah. updated version, but this is still where they contacted you, and this is what's listed, you have
0: to take the other pricing, which sucks. Sorry. I know it sucks. It definitely happened in the past. Okay. So you've done all this pricing, you have all this work, you have all these pieces. I think it's just important to think about how many steps does it take a client to get information from you? And so if you're not putting it directly on your site, whether it's just flat out putting the packages out there or, um, you know, but think about is how complicated is the paywall to get to it? Is it that they fill out your form and you've got an auto-respond that includes it? That's fast, it's quick, it gets in the information fast. But if you don't have that auto-respond in their steps and you're making them do a meeting and all of that stuff, I mean, you're killing yourself when it comes to these things. So the whole point in having packages as a business is to make the process faster and easier.
1: That is correct. Don't make them chase it. Make it easy for them.
0: Well, we like to end every single episode giving you some swag.
1: Three action items to add to your to-do list this week.
0: First, uh, make a and keep a running list of the products and services that people keep asking. Do you offer this? Do you have this? Is this something we can do? Or I want to add that on. Go back and look at the contracts that you've done for the last six months and see what are the, where the differences are in between where they started and first sign a contract and what they added on and redesign your packages to provide more value and include some of those things.
1: Mm -hmm. Second up is going to be, I want you to review your costs and your profit margins on these new packages before you launch the packages. So really do your research, check the labor costs, check the product costs, check your profit margin and plan accordingly.
0: Last up, set yourself apart from your competition by presenting your packages in a different way, offering some unique things that other people aren't offering and you know, creating catchy names and wording it to set yourself apart.
1: Be different. If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking,
0: or we made you laugh, follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend whose packages need some work. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. This month, we're focused all about how to maximize that slow season. And next week, we're going to be diving into tried and tested social media scheduling. Ooh, I love that. This is social media is such a headache for all of us. It'll be great to be able to share some good tips. It'll be fun. I'm good. All right, go make epic shit happen and get those packages redone.